بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم سورة الذاريات the second of the مفصل سورات of the Quran is also a مكي سورة just as سورة قاف this surah has 60 verses 60 very short verses as you can see بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والذاريات by those that blow ذروا blowing and dispersing الذاريات before that is wa wa of qasam an oath is being taken by what by الذاريات plural of the word ذاريه ذاريه is that meaning the female the feminine that ذرأ and what does ذرأ mean or ذر ذال راوا or ذال را همزه to blow or to scatter so ذاريه is that which blows and that which scatters as it blows away and ذرأتريح the word is used for wind meaning when the wind picks up broken bits of something and blows them far away, scatters them away. So, adhariyat refers to winds. Winds that pick up everything that is in their way, whether it is dust or leaves. Up in the sky, we see clouds being blown by the winds. So, they pick up and they scatter. They sweep along whatever that comes in their way. Wadhariyati, dharwa. Dharwa from the same root. ذال را واو and the word ذرو is basically a مصدر remember مصدر stem word the main word from which numerous words are derived they're taken from it's a noun and the reason why it is mentioned a verbal noun is to emphasize the scattering or the spreading so the winds that scatter meaning dust or clouds or leaves or whatever that comes in their way Dharwa, spreading, scattering. Adhariyati, dharwa. Falhamilati, fa, then. Alhamilati, those that carry. Alhamilat, plural of the word hamilah. Hamilah, one that does hamal, meaning one that is carrying something. So those that carry, what do they carry? Wiqra. The object is the word wiqra. And wiqr, while qafra is used for a heavy load. And what hamilat is referring to is the clouds. Clouds that carry a heavy load. A heavy load of what? Of water. Where? Within them. Alhamilati wiqra. Faljariyati. Fa then aljariyati. Those that sail or those that move along, those that flow. Jariyat is the plural of the word jariyah, tajri. What does tajri mean? Tajri, it flows, it runs. So jariyat, those that flow or run or move along. And how is it that they move along? Yusra, easily, with ease. Yusra, as you know, Ya seen ra yusr is ease, so those that sail with ease, and this refers to ships that sail easily on the surface of water, despite their heavy weight and their huge size, they sail so smoothly and so gently over water. Fal muqassimati, then those that divide. Al muqassimat is the plural of muqassimah. 
and muqassima is one that does taqseem qassama qaf seen mim qassama yuqassimu is to divide so muqassimat those that divide those that apportion those that distribute what do they divide what is it that they distribute amra matter meaning every matter and al muqassimat refers to the angels that carry out the amr the command that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives them so for example jibril brought revelation angel mikail is appointed with rizq with provision and so muqassimat is used those that divide meaning those that carry out they go to each place that they're supposed to follow or carry through a particular command and they do it there so for example angel mikail is responsible for what rizq and part of provision is bringing rain also and we see that rizq or provision is divided in the sense that there is a certain amount that is to fall at a certain time in a certain place not in another place isn't it that sometimes you drive through the city when it's raining one road you find wet and then as you keep going you see that another place is completely dry right so fal muqassimati amra over here we see four things are mentioned and by all of these four things an oath is being taken over here you see the fa fa is connecting each verse with the previous all right and the first ayah begins with qasam with an oath so by those winds that scatter dust dispersing by those clouds that carry a load by those ships that sail with ease and then by those angels that apportion each matter in tafsir ibn kathir it is narrated that ali ibn abi talib radiyallahu anhu once ascended in the mimbar right when he was in kufa and he addressed the people and he said that any ayah in the book of allah and any sunnah from the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that you want to know about ask me about it meaning i'm here to answer your questions you have any question ask me so one man he got up and he asked him that oh leader of the faithful what is the meaning of the verse wadhariyati darwa what is it referring to and ali radhiyallahu anhu said it refers to the winds the man asked falhamilati wiqra what does that mean and he said it refers to the clouds Then the man said faljariyati yusra what does that refer to and he said it refers to the ships and then he said falmuqassimati amra what does that mean and he said it refers to the angels if you see over here all of these four things that are mentioned by whom an oath is being taken they are related to rizq to provision isn't it if you think about it go backwards the food that we eat where did it come from it grew somewhere how did that grow over a period of time what was needed seeds and what not right and then rain and then sun and if you think about it, it goes back to what it all started from the blowing of the wind right so wadhariyati darwa and then we see that even if winds are blowing plants are being pollinated what else is necessary water where is that water coming from from the sky falhamilati wiqra the clouds that bring rain and then faljariyati yusra there is produce there is food somewhere but then it needs to be transported from one land to the other right so the sailing of the ships is mentioned transportation is mentioned 
And then the angels bringing rain or different provisions, that is mentioned. This is all related to what? Rizq. Correct? And we will see that in this surah, there are many themes that are mentioned related to rizq. Provision. You will see this as a consistent theme, the beginning of the surah all the way to the end. In fact, one of the last verses in the surah is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that I am a razzaq, that in Allah who are razzaq, He is the provider. Right? He has created the creation so that they worship Him. Not that they should feed Him. He doesn't need any provision from them. For He is the ultimate provider. And this is why some scholars, they describe the surah as the surah of rizq. Meaning the surah that talks about provision. Rizq. Because rizq, what is it? We are dependent on it. We cannot survive without it. And who is it that has provided rizq? It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So one of the best ways to recognize our Lord is how? By seeing that everything we enjoy and everything we use is coming from who? Ultimately coming from who? From Him. So here an oath is taken, a very powerful oath is taken, and what's the response of the oath? That innama, indeed, tu'aduna, what you are promised is lasadiq, surely true. Meaning, whatever you have been promised regarding resurrection, regarding reward or punishment in the hereafter, that is lasadiq, surely it is true. There is no doubt about it. Remember that there is always a connection between the oath that is taken and the response of the oath. Isn't it? It's not that an oath is taken by a random object and then after that something important is mentioned. No, there is a connection between what the oath is and what the response is. So what's the connection between the coming of the hereafter, its being true and real, and here the things that are mentioned such as wind. If you think about it, wind... Do you see it? Do you see it? Do we ever see wind? No, it's not possible to see wind. But do we feel its presence? Yes. Do we see its effects? Yes. So even though it's hidden from the eyes, right? Its existence is real. Likewise, there are many matters of the unseen which are, yes, they're hidden from the eyes. But it doesn't mean that they don't exist. They are real. And of those matters is the coming of the hereafter also. And then we see that these four things that are mentioned, they all happen at whose command? At the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because if you think about it, we as human beings cannot control wind. Can we? We cannot control wind. Likewise, I mean if you think about it, such huge amounts of water up in the sky... Right? That is amazing. I mean, it's amazing how water evaporates and it's there in the sky, heavy, heavy clouds, massive clouds, just floating in the air, up in the sky. Right? At whose command? At Allah's command. Ships sailing through water. How? Why don't they drown? At whose command? At Allah's command. Then angels bringing provision, Bringing rain at one place and not the other. At whose command? At Allah's command. Each of these things is only possible when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands. And likewise the resurrection will happen at whose command? At the command of Allah. Because in the previous surah, surah Qaf, what did we see? People's amazement and denial of the hereafter. 
that it's not possible. Resurrection is not possible. Well, it is possible. Because the one who will bring it about is the same one who causes heavy clouds to remain in the sky. The one who causes heavy ships to sail through water. So, إِنَّمَا تُوَعَدُونَ لَصَادِقُ وَإِنَّ And indeed, الدِّينَ The recompense, meaning the day of judgment. And why is it described as الدِّين? Because deen is from deen, and deen is a loan that is taken. And when a loan is taken, that means it must be returned. And that is what the day of judgment is. That whatever we've been doing, there is going to be a result of that. There is going to be consequences of that. So, وَإِنَّ الدِّينَ لَوَاقِعُ Surely it is waqir. Waqir, one that falls, literally. And from that, waqir is used for one that takes place. Meaning one that occurs. وَإِنَّ الدِّينَ لَوَاقِعُ Recompense is indeed going to happen. It is going to occur. You're not free here. In this world, you cannot do as you please. You have to meet your results. Wasamai, another qasam, another oath is being taken by the sky. After things related to the earth are mentioned, now our attention is directed to the sky. Wasamai by the sky. Thati al-hubuk. Thati possessor, meaning one containing, one having al-hubuk. Hubuk, translated as pathways, right? It's the plural of the word habika. Ha, ba, ya, kaf, with a tamar buta at the end. Just as turuk is the plural of the word tariqa, right? So hubuk is the plural of the word habika, alright? And habika is basically used for a path, a road, alright? Hibak, it is also said that the word, hubuk is the plural of the word hibak, and hibak is used for waves, or you could say ripples, that you see forming on the surface of water. As the wind blows, do you see any movement, any lines forming on the surface of the water? That is hibak. The word also applies to waves or streaks or lines that you see forming on sand because of the blowing off the wind. Right? So, hubuk is understood in two ways. Firstly, it's understood as pathways, roads, routes. So, wasama'i dhatil hubuk, the sky which is full of pathways. Pathways for what? For different celestial bodies. The earth has its pathway, right? We see that every star Everything up there in the sky has its pathway, its orbit. كُلٌّ فِي فَلَكٍ يَسْبَحُونَ Everything is moving up there. And it's not moving at random. It has a particular pathway that it goes on. Then the angels that frequent, right, between the, the, the sky and the earth, even they have their pathways, right? So وَالسَّمَاءِ ذَاتِ الْحُبُكِ That's one meaning, pathways, roads. The second meaning is, Hubuk as in streaks, and this is referring to the waves in the sky as in the colors, the designs that you see in the sky. In daytime and in nighttime. Just this morning, I don't know if you saw the sunrise, yeah, with the clouds, beautiful colors, pink and purple and peach, lovely colors, you know, just streaks, lines, right? 
Even with clouds, what do you see? You see so many colors and streaks and patterns. In the night time, right? With different lights, different stars, you see so many beautiful patterns in the sky. And Hubuk gives a sense of something that is beautiful but also strong. قُوَّةٌ مَعَ الزِّينَةٌ It is strong and beautiful. So, وَالسَّمَاءِ ذَاتِ الْحُبُكِ The sky that has tracks, similar to the tracks or roads that are on earth, pathways. And the sky that has beautiful, colorful streaks that change through the night and the day. You see, the earth was mentioned before. The wind that blows, the clouds that bring rain, right? Meaning everything is related to the earth. And we, living on this earth, we find the earth amazing. But the sky is far more amazing. Right? Because if you think about it, what is the size of the earth compared to the sky? It's tiny. Right? The space that it is in, the universe that it is in. The, the earth is just a tiny, tiny fraction of it. Correct? So if the earth is beautiful and amazing, then what do you think about the rest of the universe that Allah has created? Just yesterday I read somewhere that there are more stars in the sky than there are the number of pebbles in the earth. Can you imagine? The number of pebbles or grains of sand that are on earth, there are so many that we couldn't count them. But there are more stars in the universe, more stars out there. وَالسَّمَاءِ ذَاتِ الْحُبُكِ إِنَّكُمْ Indeed you. What's the jawab? What's the response of this oath? That indeed, O you people, are lafi surely in قَوْلٍ مُخْتَلِفٍ You are indulged in قَوْل, in word, that is مُخْتَلِف, that is differing. Meaning, what you say is contradictory. At one point you say one thing, and at another point you say something else. Just as in the sky, the colors keep changing, the patterns keep changing. Right? So you or people, what you say also keeps changing. You always have a new story. And what this is referring to is firstly their opinion concerning the Prophet ﷺ or the Qur'an. At some point they said, it's all a lie. At another point, oh this is all poetry. At another point, this is all words of magic. قَوْلٍ مُخْتَلِفٍ Secondly, إِنَّكُمْ All of you, meaning all of you, O people, are لَفِي قَوْلٍ مُخْتَلِفٍ You are in differing speech, meaning you differ from one another. Each has their own opinion. Each has their own qawl. Regarding what? What's the theme of these verses so far? What is being established? The resurrection, the hereafter. Right? That was the response of the qasam. That, إِنَّ dina لَوَاقِعٍ So regarding hereafter, you people have different opinions. And this is true. Any civilization, any group of people that you go to, they have their own ideas. Right? Even we see that at the time of the Prophet ﷺ, the Arabs didn't just have one belief concerning the hereafter. There were some people at that time who actually believed in the hereafter. Alright? But they thought that, you know, their idols, they would be their shufa'a, they would intercede for them, and then they would be fine. Others, they completely rejected the idea of the hereafter. Right? Then we see that the Ahlul Kitab of that time, they had different opinions also. Correct? So, إِنَّكُمْ لَفِي قَوْلٍ مُخْتَلِفٍ يُؤْفَكُ He is deluded. عَنْهُ From it. مَنْ هُوْ أُفِكَ 
He is deluded. He was deluded. Yu'faku anhu man ufika. Yu'faku, he is deluded. And remember the meaning of the word ifk, hamza fakaf. The literal meaning is when something is turned away from its original direction. Alright? And the word is used for lies. It's used for deception. So yu'faku, he is turned away. He is deceived away. Anhu, from it. From what? From what? What is being mentioned in the previous ayah? The hereafter. Belief in the hereafter. Or belief in the Prophet ﷺ. Belief in the Qur'an, in the oneness of Allah. Basically, the correct faith. Who is turned away from it? Meaning, who is turned away from believing in it? Man ufika. The one who is deluded. Meaning, he is deluded himself. This is why he is turned away from the truth. What this means is that Allah does not force people upon misguidance. Rather, those who turn away, then they are turned away. As Allah says in Surah Saf, Ayah 5, that فَلَمَّا زَاغُوا أَزَاغَ اللَّهُ قُلُوبَهُمْ When they turned away, then Allah turned their hearts away. So يُؤْفَكُ عَنْهُ مَنْ أُفِكَ In other words, the one who denies, then he himself is guilty. قُتِلَ He was destroyed. Who? الْخَرَّاصُونَ the liars, the falsifiers. The word qutila literally means he was killed. And this is a word that is basically a dua. A dua made against someone. And what it means is that may he be destroyed. So qutila al-kharrasun, destroyed are the kharrasun. Who are kharrasun? Kharrasun is the plural of the word kharras. And kharras is from the root letters. Sad. Have we done any word from the same root? Inhum illa yakhrusun. Right? They're only guessing. So khars is to guess. But you see, there's some guesses which are closer to the truth, and there are other guesses which are completely wrong. Alright? So khars is used for a lie also. It is to put forth one's opinion or judgment concerning something without any proof. Without any proof. So kharras is used for a liar. Someone who makes things up. Based on what? Based on their suspicion, based on their ignorance, without any evidence. This is kharras. You see the word kharras is actually used for, originally the word is used for someone standing in front of a tree that is full of fruit. Alright? He stands there and he says, you know what? It's going to be this much weight. All of this fruit, if you pick it, it's going to be this much weight or that much weight. Now there are some people who have a lot of experience. right? And based on their experience, just by looking, they can tell. Yes, their opinion has some weight. Correct? But an average person, all right, like if one of us were to go in front of an orange tree and say, okay, you could get these many oranges from it. I mean, our opinion is irrelevant. Right? It's more likely to be wrong. So, قُتِلَ الْخَرَّاصُونَ خَرَّاصُونَ Liars. Those who make things up based on what? Their false assumptions, their ignorance, their suspicion. Who are these خَرَّاصُونَ? It refers to those people who spread their opinions concerning the Prophet ﷺ or concerning the Qur'an or concerning 
the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or the hereafter, any matter concerning iman, they make things up, and then they spread those lies. Allah says, قُتِلَ الْخَرَّاصُونَ And this is something that we need to be very careful about. Because how easily people make judgments concerning the hereafter. I mean, the day of judgment is not even here yet. And here we are passing judgments concerning it. Right? So we have to be very careful. This is dangerous. قُتِلَ الْخَرَّاصُونَ If we don't have knowledge concerning something, then let's not claim more than we know. قُتِلَ الْخَرَّاصُونَ Those who spread these lies about the Prophet ﷺ or about the hereafter, Allah says such people are destroyed. Who are they? الَّذِينَ They are those who whom they فِي غَمْرَةٍ in غَمْرَةٍ in غَمْرَةٍ their condition is that they are sahun. They are in ghamra. What is ghamra? Ghamra, ghain, mimra. Notice how powerful the language is. Right? And how short and direct these verses are. Ghamra is basically, gives us two meanings. One is to remove the traces of something, the signs of something. When they're removed, they're erased, it's not there. You don't know. You can't tell if it was ever there. Then the word ghamr is also used for a body of water or flood, whatever, a body of water that is so deep that you can't see the bottom. You can't see the ground that it's covering. So they are in ghamra. Ghamra is used for ignorance, blindness. It's used for heedlessness. That when a person is drowned, in ignorance. He has blinded himself. Alright? Fi ghamratin, they are in ignorance. And what is their state? They are sahun. They are heedless. Sahun, plural of the word sahin. Sahin, meaning one who does sahu. Sajda sahu. What is sajda sahu? What is the sajda of sahu? Right? Forgetfulness. Basically, when you make a mistake in salah, because you forgot, right? Then what do you do? You correct it and then you make sajda sahu at the end. Right? Sahu is basically to make a mistake. Why? Due to negligence. Inattention. Because you weren't paying attention, you made a mistake. Does it happen with us? Of course it does. I mean, if you think about it, four rakah is not a lot. Isn't it? And it's something that we do, I mean, very frequently. So technically, given how short salah is, and given how many times we have performed it, technically we shouldn't really be making these mistakes. Isn't it? But when is it that we make mistakes? When is it that we cannot remember if we prayed three rakah or four rakah? When? When we weren't paying attention. Isn't it? When we were negligent. Instead of thinking about the surah that we were reciting, we're thinking about something else. Isn't it? So this is sahu. So sahun, those who are heedless. So firstly, they are in a state of complete ignorance. And then in that ignorance, they are heedless. They don't even care. They're lost. Immersed in their confusion. قُتِلَ الْخَرَّاصُونَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي غَمْرَةٍ سَاهُونَ I mean, if you think about it, life is something very, very serious. It's not to be taken as a joke. 
It's not to be taken lightly. But majority of the people, what is their attitude towards life? We don't bother to find out. We don't bother to improve ourselves, to do something useful. So, الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي غَمْرَةٍ سَاهُونَ As if they choose to remain blind, they purposely reject the facts before them, the haqq that Allah has revealed, and they're buried deep in their ignorance, not even thinking about death and what is after death. يَسْأَلُونَ They ask, meaning when they're warned, then they ask, ayana. When is Yawmuddin the day of recompense? Ayana is a combination of ay, ay and awan. Ayu as in which, awan, time. So both together, ayan. Which time as in when? Get it? Ayu, awan. Which time? Together, ayan. So these people who are assuming things concerning the hereafter, and then they make up their false opinions, and then they spread those lies around, and they are deep in their ignorance, heedless, they don't even care. When they're warned about the hereafter, what is their response? Ayyana yawmuddin. When is the day of recompense? When is it going to happen? Now this question is not so that really they can know when it's going to be so that they can prepare for it. And like if you have an exam coming up, you find out when is it going to be so that you can study for it. This is not a serious question. This is a question out of mockery. That all they can ask about is when the day of judgment is going to be. Because they knew the Prophet ﷺ would say, I don't know. Who knows? Only Allah knows. And they would say, see, you don't know? This is why it's not happening. Because if you knew when it's going to be, then we would know that, okay, you know it for a fact. You know it as a fact. Because you don't know when it's going to be, that's why you're lying. Whereas the fact is that this is knowledge that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept only with Himself. Isn't it? So, يَسْأَلُونَ أَيَّانَ يَوْمُدِّينَ The maximum that they can ask is, when is the Day of Judgment going to be? You see, our questions, they reflect our level of intelligence. Isn't it? So some people, they're just concerned about when. And they're not concerned about what or how. And they don't care about the what and how. They're just concerned about when. Whereas if you think about it, if something is supposed to happen, then when is irrelevant. Isn't it? What matters is, what is it that we have to do? And how is it that we have to do? For example, you know when you study a course, you're going to have an exam. Isn't it? It's understood that you're going to have an exam. And what does it mean? That you have to study. Correct? So, if you're sitting the whole semester saying, when I know when the exam is going to be, then I will start studying for it. You're doing it wrong. Because it's known that you're going to have an exam. And if you want to start studying, when you find out about the exam as to what date it's going to be, you're not going to have enough time. Isn't it? You have to start studying from when? From the first day. So yes, aluna ayana yamuddin. It shows their non-seriousness and it really shows their low level of thinking. Allah says, yawma. It is the day when hum they ala nari upon the fire yuftanun. They will be tormented. They ask so boldly about when the day of judgment is going to be. Well, they should know that it is the day when they will be punished. 
The word yuftanun is from fitna. What does fitna mean? What does fitna mean? A test or a trial, temptation, right? But the literal meaning of the word fitna is what? To? To purify a metal such as gold or silver. But how? How do you purify it? By heating it up, right? You don't wash it by just, you know, with soap and water. No. In order to really purify and cleanse such a metal, you have to heat it up to the point that it's literally melted. Right? So, this is the literal meaning of the word fitna. And this is what we understand, that if we are ever put in a fitna, in a trial, in a test, the objective is what? For us to be purified. Right? So, here the word yuftanun is used in its literal sense. That it is the day when they will be tormented over the fire, burned as punishment. And it will be said, taste. Fitnatakum, your torment. Meaning this is what you have prepared for yourself, basically. You have brought this upon yourself. This is that which kuntum you were bihi with it, tastarjilun. You were impatient. This is what you were hastening for. This is what you kept asking about again and again. When is the day of judgment going to be? When is the day of judgment going to be? Well, it's here. Let's listen to the recitation. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Wadhariyati dharwa. Falhamilati wiqra. فالجاريات يسرا فالمقسمات أمرا إنما توعدون لصادق وإن الدين لواقع والسماء ذات الحبك إنكم لفي قول مختلف يؤفك عنه من أفك قُتِلَ الْخَرَّاصُونَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي غَمْرَةٍ سَاهُونَ يَسْأَلُونَ أَيَّانَ يَوْمُ الدِّينَ يَوْمَهُمْ عَلَى النَّارِ يُفْتَنُونَ ذوقوا فتنتكم هذا الذي كنتم به تستعجلون